The love of God for you can never be comprehended. The love of God for me can never be compared to love of my wife for me or my love for her or our love for our kids. He's so much. Look at the word. He said, God so much loved the world. In Nigeria, when we say thank you, we will repeat that thank you and say thank you so much. And when we say so much, we are saying we so much appreciate what you have done. We are talking about the extent of, you know, her appreciation, you know, for what you have done for us. So Bible says, for God so loved the world. He loved this world of sin. He loved you. He loved me. That he will have to sacrifice his own life so that he will rescue you as sinner. He so much loved the world. And then we see God's love being expressed, being explained in the last, the third part, where Bible says his only begotten son was given for you and for me. God the Father gave his only begotten son. God the Father took upon himself to give his only begotten son, to rescue you and to rescue me. God the Father so wondrously loved you, so loved me, he proclaimed his love by giving to the world his only begotten son to die, to bear our sins on his body so that you will be rescued, so that I will be saved. There was a little girl in their home. They only talk about God like, well, probably once every year, one time in a year. And you know why? Because they were so scared about God. Oh, no, 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 don't mention his name. But then there was this particular day, this little girl was, you know, playing around in the, you know, in the community, in the, in, in the compound around, and then he found this little, you know, paper on the floor, and then she picked it up. Once she picked it up, she opened it, and then she found John 3.16 that said, God so loved the world. And then she ran back home and said, Daddy, 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 hey, see what I found here on the piece of paper on the ground. I saw where it is written that God so loved the world. Hey, brethren, God so much loved the world and he expressed his love to us in Christ Jesus. And then he proved that love by giving to us his only begotten son. He died on the cross of Calvary, yes, to reveal God's love for us, to reveal the Father's love for you and for me. For God, God the Father, so loved the world. And then let's talk about God the Son, His only begotten Son. We not only see God the Father in John 3.16, but then we saw in John 3.16 as well that only begotten Son. And someone said, well, I think we are all children of God. Yeah, I'm a son of God, but I'm not the son of God. You are children of God, but you are not that only begotten son of God. 
So right here, Jesus was talking about himself in John 3.16. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. His only begotten son. I think about book of Ephesians chapter number 1 and 2. And then I started thinking about this only begotten son. Who is this only begotten son of God? Brethren, I will say to you that he is the one in whom we all have spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Amen. He is the one in whom we were predestined unto adoption of children into the family of God. This only begotten son, he is the one in whom you are made acceptable in the beloved. This only begotten son, he is the one that in him we have redemption through his blood. Our sins are forgiven, hey brethren, and then we are made to be rich in heavenly places with him. This only begotten son of God, he is the one who made known to you, to me, the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure. In him we have obtained a inheritance. In him we have been predestined according to the purpose of him for us in eternity. He is the only begotten son and he is Jesus our savior. The only begotten son of God. Hey, brethren, we have no other message. As we are going back to Nigeria, this is our message. This is our message. The only begotten son of God. And that is what is lacking in many of our churches back home in Nigeria. That is what is lacking in all these Pentecostal groups in Nigeria. That is what is lacking in many of these charismatic groups in Nigeria. They tell people that, you know what? You had to do something for you to be redeemed. You need to do something for you to go to heaven. You must do something. Hey, brethren, that is a false teaching. That's a false gospel. But right here, the Bible says, for God so loved the world. And then he gave that only begotten son. And in that only begotten son, in him, hey, brethren, when you hear his word and then you trust it after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in him, after that you believe, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Through this only begotten son of God, you were made nigh by his blood to God the Father in heaven. Through this only begotten son of God, hey, he is the one that make it possible for you to have that access to God's throne in heaven. He is your peace. He is the one that broke down the middle wall of partition between you and God. He is the one that reconciled you back to God and through him you have an access by one spirit, the Holy Spirit, unto the Father, you are no more a strangers. You are no more a foreigners. Yes, I may come from Nigeria, but you know what? I'm no more a strangers when we are talking about the God of heaven. We are no more foreigners, but now, because of God, the only begotten Son of God, Jesus Christ, we are now fellow citizens. Praise God of eternal fellow citizens with the saints and then the house of God. He is Jesus, the divine Son of God. This is our message. 
this is what saved me. And I believe that's what saved you as well. In John 3, 16, if it is what the Bible is all about, I will say, yes, it's enough. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, the divine son of God, Jesus Christ. Sometimes ago, uh, I was working in the hospital, uh, the Bernard Thunderbolt, uh, very close to my house in Glendale. So uh, there's this uh, very good friend of mine. It was so sad because, you know, uh, you know, uh, she believed something else. So there was a particular time we we're talking about Jesus, and. Uh, uh, she said, uh, uh, no, that Jesus is a good man, but uh, she, he's not eternal son of God. Uh, that he's just a good man, you know, and, and that's all. And uh, a question was, you know, kind of asked, do you believe God the Father? And she said, yeah, God the Father. So if you believe God the Father, why is it so hard for you to believe God the Son? Why is it so difficult? to believe that Jesus is the eternal son of God if you believe that God is the eternal, you know, eternal father. And uh, she was like, yeah, you know, and this and that and, and so on and so forth. And then she said, are you a Christian? I said, yeah. What do you believe? And I told her, I'm a Baptist. And not just a Baptist, I'm a preacher. So, you know what? Jesus is the divine son of God. And he is the love of God expressed to this world. And finally this morning, because of our time, in John 3.16, the Bible says, For God so loved the world, That he gave his only begotten son. That Jesus. That came. And died on the cross of Calvary. A distinct son of God. That he was buried. And then told day he arose for our justification. And there's no one. On earth that, become, that can be compared to him. There is no one who is able to stand beside him. He stands all alone because he is supreme and he is forever the great one. There is no one like him. And then finally in that chapter, chapter 3 verse 16, the Bible says, Yeah, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Here we see the declaration about the Holy Spirit. When I heard the gospel message, I was thinking of, oh, I'm going to dodge it. But then something kept, you know, pushing, something kept ringing in my heart. When the pastor was like, 
if you are here, you know for sure. I was thinking of, you know, trying to sneak out from, you know, the church and go hide somewhere. But I was convicted by the Holy Spirit. I was thinking, Shay, you are assigned to a preacher. You, you know your Bible very well. Do you think you need all this? I stood up. I went to the altar. We prayed. And then someone took me into her room. And we were there for a good 30 minutes. And he showed me from the scriptures how to be a child of God. The Holy Spirit of God took their words that day, pressed upon my heart, walked upon my heart, and he helped me to make that life-changing decision. I placed my faith in Christ Jesus, how I was saved. Hey, brother, you may be thinking, well, I don't see, you know, where he talks about the Holy Spirit in John chapter 3, verse 16, but that is the truth, you know, but it is God the Spirit that gave us John chapter 3, verse 16, right? Amen. Bible says the holy man, as they were moved, they were moved by the Spirit. He is the one that gave us John 3.16. He is the one by divine inspiration that tells us that God so loved you, that God so loved me, that God so loved the world. He is the one when, when you hear the gospel message that very day that you gossip, he is the one that draws you, that draws you closer to the heart of God. He is the one that walk upon your heart, that press that word into your heart, and he is the one that helps you to make that decision that very day. That's the Holy Spirit. And that tells me that, you know what? God is willing today to save souls. He's still willing today to save the lost. He's still looking and he's still searching for men and women that will surrender themselves and say, God, here I am. Would you please use me, God? I believe the Holy Spirit is walking upon your heart right now and says, hey, you know what? You remember those co-fellow, you know, co-worker of yours? He had to be saved. How about you talk to him tomorrow about the holy begotten son of God? How about you invite him to know, to, to, to accept, to, to receive that gospel message about the holy begotten son of God? God is still willing to save the lost today. Not only that God is willing, but God is still wanting to save the lost today. He's looking and he's searching for men and women that will say, hey, we are ready to do that, Lord. We are ready to go out. We are ready to knock on doors. We are ready to teach. We are ready to preach. I believe his very heart is still longing you know, to save anyone, everyone that will call upon him. And finally, God is waiting to save the lost soul. Had you not know your present situation, spiritual situation right now, spiritual condition? I was attending church for many years. Don't forget, my dad is a pastor. He preached many times from John chapter 3, verse 16, and people raised up their hands and, and be saved, but all along, I thought, well, being a child to a pastor, living a good life, so I'm good. But not until 1996, 
when I heard this message about the only begotten Son of God that came and died for me on the cross of Calvary, that I had to place my faith in you for salvation. Who knows, maybe we have here in our midst today, you've been coming regularly to church, but yet to understand what this only begotten Son of God many years ago did for you on the cross. God the Father loved you. God the Son died for you. And God the Holy Spirit is inviting you this morning. Would you take that step of faith this morning and say, Lord Jesus, I've seen what you've done for me. Today I'm ready to just, you know, accept you as my personal Savior. And brethren, we have no other message as we are going to Nigeria. This is the message. If you chose to support us, if God lead you that way, we promised you we will never change. We will never deviate from preaching the whole counsel of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, for you and for me. Father Lord, I just want to thank you so much this morning. I pray that you will use your word to lift up men and women that will go back into the world and tell the world about you. Lord, please help. And if there's anyone here, Lord, I just ask 